Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, this is Eddie Trunk from That Metal Show and Sirius XM Radio and lifelong KISS fan. You are listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast with Tom and Zeus. Oh boy. Here we go. Stop pressing the button. Star Roger Simmons. Star? Paul Stanley. Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because the fuck that's all. Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode one ninety four, Destroyer forty fifth anniversary, Super Deluxe box set. Disc two. Electric Boogaloo. Man, that's the longest title of any episode we've ever had, I think. <laughs> I think so. Super, super terrific, happy fun hour. <laughs> 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 this is the super across the way. Oh, do, you have a, do you have oranges for me as a gift? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man! So this is a this is a first for me. I'm actually having a beard while we're recording. I don't know if nice. I've ever done. I don't know if I've ever done that. Nice. And, and I was drinking. So, okay. okay. Well, uh, Tom, how's it going? How you doing? Wonderful. Getting ready for the cruise. Oh. By the time by the time people hear this, it'll be less than a week away, or it'll be a week away. A week from Saturday, we get on the boat. So we are, you have no idea all the prep that's going into this to make sure that you guys don't miss one fucking episode. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Yep. I've got calendars like that meme of the guy from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, with all like the a, strings and yeah, push pins. And, yeah, yeah. I've got that all sorts of thing over the calendar to make sure this works. So before we get all our episodes out, we just did a f- nice fun episode on dorm damage about classic tv shows mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun and yep. uh we have a bunch of other things coming your way which you guys will not want to miss mm-hmm. telling you indeed yeah 
Yeah. But as we always say, before we go forward, we go backward. And we discussed last week's episode of Paul and Gene's separate interviews they did with Howie Mandel on his podcast. But before we get to that, we got to go to our sponsor. And that's our buddy, Tony Rush Barone. Yes. Hey, Loudcasters. AB CPA Inc. is an accountant firm located in the suburbs of Chicago that can assist you with all your accountant and tax needs. For businesses, they offer bookkeeping, financial statements, payroll processing, payroll tax returns, sales tax returns, filing federal and state income tax returns, and help with starting your own business as well. For individuals, they offer help with sole proprietorships, rental real estate, trust and estate tax returns, and filing personal federal and state income tax returns. They have access to all 50 states, so no matter where you live, you can use Tony's services. So if you live in... Uh, let's go, uh, let's go with Washington state. Okay. And the opposite part of the country, Florida. Wonderful. See, didn't even need to use the spreadsheet. I love it. Did you know kiss army? If you own a business with employees and have had a 20% reduction of revenue than you did in 2019 due to COVID or state mandated shutdowns, you might be entitled to additional tax credits. And we know who likes tax credits. This guy. That's right. Give me your money. (laughs) Follow follow them on Facebook and LinkedIn and visit them on their website, abcpainc.com. That's abcpainc.com. Or you can email our friend Tony, who's the best guy around and a great loudcaster in Kiss Army member. Mm-hmm. At Tony at abcpainc.com. That's Tony at abcpainc.com. Or you can call Tony at 708-430-3232. Again, 708-430-3232. Yeah, ABCPA Inc. Tom, we did a poll, and this one was quite easy, I think, right? Yep, we just asked people which interview did you enjoy more, Gene with Howie or Paul with Howie. Um, wow. Uh, on Twitter, it was Gene 77%. And on our Loudcasters Facebook group, it was Gene 84%. Yikes. Yeah. Apparently, people like their interviews to be fun and not stuffed shirt boring. <laughs> um, couple comments here. Let's see. Our buddy Brad Baird, another great fan and Patreon of the show here. Gene, to me, seems so much more real than Paul. I'm sure he can be an asshole, but Paul is just calculating his answers. I love all they have done for the band, but Paul as a person has become someone I am not fond of. Smikey says, Gene came across as open and honest and self-effacing. Paul held back a little and wanted to protect his image more. Both good, though. Nice to hear Gene... Not selling something. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm not done. Uh, and then we'll just we'll fly through a couple episode specific uh, comments too here. Ken and Satan service. If I had the choice of who to sit down with, enjoy a fountain cola and shoot the shit with, it would be Gene. Hands down. 
Paul comes across as not fun at all. Another great episode as always. Thank you. Our buddy Joel Hoffman watched both as always. Gene is great. Very entertaining. Paul, as always, same old cliches. What a boring dude to be around. The tone with Howie was so much different for both. Everyone knows to tread lightly with Paul. So annoying. Gene is always the best. No hangups. Our buddy and cruise cabin mate, Tony from Restrained. I saw the Paul interview a few weeks ago. It was a bit uncomfortable as per usual. Looking forward to checking out the Gene episode. The older I get, the more I seem to identify with Gene. Wait a minute, Tony. Are you trying to tell us that you're like fun loving and goofy like Gene? Wrong. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out next week. We love you, Tony. Amber Pickering says, I'm just listening in and I'm loving the episode so far. I always think that now Paul always comes across in interviews like all he says will be used against him. Almost like he has to act like someone that he isn't. Gene is just loving life and enjoying every moment. Thanks, guys. Interesting comments, Amber. I like that. Protecting himself. And that's what we got for Twitter stuff. Over on Facebook, Scott Donaldson. Really enjoyed this one, boys. I only watched Gene's interview late last night. And behold, 12 hours later, boys, you are all over it. Well done. Mm, Thank you. Daniel Holler Houston. Another great episode. It's funny how Gene says goofy things like, I have no friends. When it's obvious from his interactions with Howie that they are friends. Good point. Yep. Ryan, Courtney, Cole, Michael, Scott, Dole, Kulik, Simmons, Tweed. <laughs> fucking, you know him. Uh, we don't know how they act in their personal lives, but the way Paul presents himself, he may be an example that being rich and famous doesn't always make you happy. On the mm-hmm. other hand, Gene is so likable and enjoying all of his success. This was a great dive into Howie's interviews. Really enjoyed this episode. Thank you. All right. Uh, Shane Lounden. Uh, Thanks, guys, for this episode. I wasn't aware of these interviews or of the fact that Howie had a podcast. I was impressed with Howie's skill as an interviewer. I listened to your episode, then listened to the interview and came back and listened to your analysis again. Spot on with your take of both Gene and Paul. Paul's interview didn't make me realize that Paul's always crapping on Gene for the Hollywood Gene years, but fails to see the irony that he did the same thing when he became Broadway Paul with Phantom of the Opera, as if Paul's hypocrisy is something new. Anyway, thanks for another fantastic show, and thanks for turning me on to Howie's podcast. All right. Great comments. Yeah, thanks. See, we do do have smart listeners every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Over on Loudcasters, Paul Hader listened to the Gene episode yesterday, laughed a lot. Actually, it surprised me with a pretty touching moment. I got a little verklempt myself. (laughs) Matt Wallace. Uh Uh-oh. Gene and Paul are polar opposites when it comes to personality. Paul is such a stick-in-the-mud and self-centered, egotistical douchebag. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) But listen to these interviews reminding how much I'd like to take my steel hard meat piston and have Bridget Fonda slide up and down it like the dirty whore that she is. Wait a minute. Can milk me like a dairy farmer, the modern fat version of her. What? Oh, my God. Dude, I still don't what? believe that's her. That can't be. Her. I don't either. There's you, no one can convince me that's her. Nope. No, I don't believe it. Nope. Yeah. 
Uh, Jeff Kinsley, very good topic, guys. Discussing them side by side was a great idea. Horns up. Yeah, Jeff. Jack Pinocchio. This was a great and interesting interview for them both. I think of Paul, Paul's Paul. This is him now. Shower him with praise. He'll soak it up. I honestly feel that what we see and hear from him today is a reflection of his childhood coming out today. Mm. But for Gene, he's a completely different and open person when he's interviewed alone. He's funny. He jokes around and has fun. I'd honestly love to see a two-hour sit-down with Gene in a room of two to 300 people where he sits and tells funny stories from the road tours of Kiss. You mean like having that done on the cruise? I mean, talk about an opportunity to do something like that, to have like a like a like a, a Q and A forum. Yeah, you know exactly. He'd be he'd be awesome at that. Over on YouTube, YouTube, Marty White. I mentioned before that my ex wife and I met Gene in an airport. She was first to speak. She said, "Excuse me, are you Gene Simmons?" His reply was, "Sure, hell not, Richard Simmons." If you see that whole interview, he must get that a lot. Ah, Richard Simmons, the pudgiest of all exercise gurus. (laughs) He was kind of chunky to do that shit, right? Mr. Antonio, 2005. The interview had Paul pulling from his book of brainy quotes. I love that. Just like in the late 90s, when he said the following in an interview, we are the McDonald's rock. We're always there to satisfy and a billion serve. Ace then responds, did someone say McDonald's? Well, Curly, get me a filet of fish or some extra mayo, a fountain cola, and one of those Hot Wheels Happy Meal toys for my new bride. <laughs> Ace. We'd have to, you know, we should come up with, oh, I got a great idea for an episode. What would each member's Happy Meal be like? <laughs> Yeah, that's all we need. There we go. Mine comes with cocaine. <laughs> Guys, if you get the six-piece nugget, you get a pair of socks that match whatever holiday it is. Pete Staros, when you guys were talking about Paul didn't want to give his kids money, it seemed like he was paranoid about people thinking that he was doing that. Oh, yeah. First of all, uh, you could have just ended that sentence by saying he was paranoid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a great, that's a, another great insight. Yep. I like that one. Well, the host, Howie Mandel does stuff. He commented and he says, great insight. That's awesome. And uh, again, we really like the show. So I'll be honest with you. Uh, he does a great job. And I've seen some other of his podcast interviews. And he's just, uh, he's a kind of a natural at this shit mm. and it works. It really does. Well, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's a natural when it comes to the camera and just being around people. You look at his whole career and watch watching the interview, especially with Paul and Gene is, is much better than just the audio. You got to watch it. 
Yeah, and I think because of his hangups of the uh, the OCD and stuff that he has. Yep. All the people that talk about him always talk about how much they love him, and he's a great guy. You see that when you see the podcast. He's like, one of those. He's one of those rare celebrities you've never heard anything bad about him, or at least I haven't. Yeah, and you would think people are like, "Oh, he's the most fucking annoying bastard," or this and this. No, and that. but he, they, there's obviously an affinity for him amongst yeah. his friends. So yep. that's great to see, Tom. Yep. That's what I got. Over to you. All right, let's bang through one quick email here from our friend and Patreon and America's favorite realtor, Joey Romanick. Tom and Zeus, another great episode. I love hearing your commentary on all things Paul and Gene. When I hear these guys talk, it becomes apparent to me that Gene wanted fame and fortune in order to escape poverty. But Paul wanted it in order to, quote, get back at everyone who picked on him. And now in their 70s, Gene is able to look back on his life with pride and to enjoy where he's at as his career winds down. Paul, on the other hand, seems dissatisfied with anything other than being able to say fuck you to his classmates, his parents, and anyone who was ever critical of him in any way. Gene only wanted to prove to himself that he could succeed, while Paul wanted to prove it to everyone else, and it has left him hollow. Pretty sad considering what he's accomplished. Have fun on the cruise. Looking forward to hearing all about it. Then he then he signed it. America's okayest real estate agent. No, Joey, you're America's favorite real estate agent look another great insight like the the angles that our listeners are coming out with these interviews is awesome that's a great way to look at that interview there joey love love hearing that uh and we're gonna wrap up our feedback with a comment from another patreon supporter and longtime fan and in supporter of the show wally vidal on twitter nice he says great episode guys i have never heard of the paul name change origin story also, Shart Me will be on Origins Volume <laughs> 9. <laughs> well, Wally, you made me and Zeus laugh, which actually isn't that difficult, but you made us chuckle out loud, my friend. And for that, as well as being a longtime fan and Patreon supporter, Wally, my friend, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm gonna be watching you. <laughs> yeah, Wally. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks yes. for that, buddy. Yes. Yeah. And uh Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out. And that shout out goes to our Patreon members. Uh Patreon is where people can help with the show. They make a contribution. We have four different tiers based upon the characters of KISS. All the way starting from Catman up through the demon tier. Uh, anybody that comes and joins, they get some perks from us, some merch. Uh, they get involved with the show. There's tons of stuff we do with them. Uh, people that do get involved have uh, <laughs> our own little niche family of uh, stuff that we banter around. And the other great part is this month coming up will be the Patreon pick for ARC. So if you want to get involved in Patreon, help out the show. When people ask, how can we help? This is the best way. It uh, goes uh, to the show. It, it helps grow the show. It goes to all sorts of stuff that we need, including equipment, including uh, support with the software, website, everything involved. All of that is much appreciated. And the show 
cannot continue to succeed without your support. And the Patreon family is vital. And we really appreciate it. If you're interested in finding out more, you can go to our website. You'll see it in the top right. It'll say Patreon. Just click on that. It'll tell you about the different tiers if you want to sign up. Or you go to Patreon the app or Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And uh, look what uh, the tiers have and see if you're interested. And hopefully you join and come and meet the great family of Shout Out Loudcast, the Patreon family. Absolutely. Yep. We say it every week. You guys are the best. Zeus nailed it there with everything. Uh, Your support is so important to this show, to the consistency and the growth and the expansion of this show. Everything we do, uh, we rely and we are so grateful for everything that you guys do for our podcast. And you guys are the best. And before we forget to say it, I want to say it now while it's on my mind. Whether you're a Patreon or not, if you're going to be on week two of the cruise, please let us know. Seek us out. DM us on any of our socials or shoot us an email or go onto our website and message us. We want to try to hook up with you guys, get some pictures taken and hang out and shoot the shit. So whether you're a Patreon or not, let us know if you're going to be there. Week two of the cruise. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Make sure you bring your shout it out loud cast gear on the cruise. Absolutely. Hell yes. Yeah. Cause you know, we'll have it and uh, we'll hopefully connect, but again, you want to help the show. The best way to help the show is with, um, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Tom, what we do next is we jump over to Kiss World. Crickets. Uh, yeah, nothing going on. Everybody gearing up. Week one of the cruise starts. Uh, by the time you guys hear this episode, when it drops on Saturday, week one of the cruise will be kicking off. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Zeus and I are a little annoyed because uh, we're on social media a lot. and We know everybody's going to be posting everything, and I kind of don't want to see anything, but it's going to be kind of hard to avoid that being on Twitter and Facebook and everything as we are. So uh, we wish everyone well, have safe travels and have a blast. And we can't wait to get there for week two, but not much going on in the world of kiss just prep for the cruise. However, we did hear from one of our little birdies who provides us with some uh, inside behind the scenes kiss news. And I'm not going to give the source away in case this doesn't prove to be true, but I just want to let you guys know a reliable source has provided us with some information that the next off the soundboard has been postponed. Um, As we've said before, they usually release one every quarter. Last one came out in September. uh, So we were expecting another one around December, end of 2022. Apparently it's been postponed and that's because of uh, the push for the creatures box set in November and the kiss alive Two 45th anniversary merch, which is supposed to be dropping sometime this month. Uh, They don't want to saturate the market. Apparently with that, that's what we're hearing. Uh, again, can't guarantee that what we're saying is true, but this is, yeah, this is, this is the word on the street. And, uh, and to add to that, the word on the street was also that the next off the sample was going to include some acoustic stuff, including potentially some stuff from the cruise. So we'll see if maybe that drops in January. Um, and we'll see if, uh, if our little birdie is correct, but, uh, I trust this person. So, uh, we will see. So. That's what we got. A lot, lot of stuff coming here in the fall for Kiss, so it's okay if they take a couple months off with the next off the soundboard. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm anxious to see what's coming up. But I, I agree with the philosophy of just hold off. There's too much shit out there. Me too. No, no need. Don't rush yep. the next one just to throw something out. Yep. People can wait. There's plenty of stuff out there right now that we can get into. So, uh, wait the only a minute. Other thing- Are you saying that we're not going to sell something? 
<laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, the only other thing I was going to say is uh, Paul's been uh, vocal about his anti-Kanye shit recently. Oh, geez. Yeah. About the anti-Semitic remarks, and he's out there vocalizing that. He recently put a photo up about them practicing and rehearsing. Hopefully, it's for them to rehearse new songs for the cruise, right? That's mm. what we all want. You mm. never know. Mm. But uh, that's that's what he put a pick up of uh, Gene. What has Gene been doing? Let me think. Gene Simmons. Yeah, Paul, I, I want to go back to what you said about Paul's tweet because he used some interesting language. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was it was funny because he said, Rehearsal today, bringing out the good stuff. All right, Love Gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one's called Shout It Out Loud. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't know. We'll God. see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll find out soon enough. And uh, <laughs> just another little quick thing. I don't even know oh. if it was, it's not news, but uh, so I saw the photo of Ace driving. And so oh, we had to put it on social media. But he was driving a fucking U-Haul. Why? Somebody pointed. I didn't notice it. I think it was America's favorite uh, realtor that said, "Hey, uh, why is he driving a U-Haul?" I got a call from Rachel. She told me to pick up all the shit in the fucking U-Haul. That's I had my now. bodyguard with her. Let's go grab her shit and get get the fuck out of here. She's posted pictures of all these exotic pieces of furniture. Let's go fucking grab them. I've got to go grab some of my cassette tapes. I heard she's selling them for top dollar. <laughs> I forgot about that. Maybe she was selling <laughs> literal bags of cassettes. Oh, this is Ace. Who knows what's on it? You want it for $12,000? <laughs> it's fucking audio of him the first time he learned how to ski. Like, great. Thanks for that. Like, the fuck? How do I plug this in? Ace never the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, oh man. Anyway, all right. Well, Tom, before we move on to the topic, let me go uh, grab myself a diet pop because I gotta watch my girlish figure. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back. I just saw Ace, poor bastard. He accidentally put diesel in the U-Haul, so now he doesn't know how he's going to get home because the freaking truck won't start. Well, I just grabbed the green handle. I thought green meant go. <laughs> oh, Ace. No. Well, I still want to know the background of that story. <laughs> what are you doing? What's he doing? There's no stopping through the tolls. No nothing. No nothing. <laughs> doing fucking wheelies. Fucking flying. <laughs> And say you popping willies. I'm not even going to pull your license. Hey, we're off to a bad start. Well, Tom, uh, the destroyer box that came out last year, mm-hmm. we got it. We uh, we didn't do a destroyer the album uh, review yet, but we did break down the box set itself, all the goodies, everything that was included, and we went through it. Mm-hmm. But now we have an opportunity to go through the disc yep and disc two is made up of demos yeah it's interesting too because it's kind of how like they break it down like the first five are the paul stanley demos and then the rest of them are the gene simmons demos and we love demos or at least i do because i love hearing the origins of a song that became a kiss song or demos that became nothing and you wonder why because they sound fantastic on their own um so i always love digging into demos and as we know kiss has a absolute shitload of them um i will say this you guys know that i'm like a big vinyl nerd um i already had this all these demos so that so disc two on the box it has 15 demos like i said they're listed as the first five are considered paul stanley demos the remaining 10 are gene simmons demos I had a vinyl um, from a couple of years ago, actually. It's a, it's, it's a bootleg. If you guys are out there, they probably have it under a couple of different titles. The one I have is actually called First I Drink, Then I Smoke. That's the title of it. And uh, it's the unreleased 1975 Magna Graphics Studio Demos. And it's on vinyl. And it's 15 songs. And they're in the exact same order as the order on disc two of the box set. So clearly... That, that's that's how they were recorded um the vinyl that i have does not list detroit rock city on the sleeve but it's on it so the same 15 songs same 15 uh order everything um so this this is out there the quality on this on this bootleg i have is actually really good it's really good um but the interesting thing and we'll talk about this is that the logo that they put on the back zeus i'm holding this up right now the logo that they put on the back of the bootleg is the logo that you find inside the rock and roll over vinyl. It's actually the logo that's in the corners of the rock and roll over, which is funny because we'll get into this. Some of these demos ended up on rock and roll over. Not a lot of them ended up on destroyer. We'll get into that, but um, just, I'm sure everybody, anybody out there, other bootleg people are aware that these demos existed in, in, a, in a previous form, but I just thought it was interesting that they existed in this exact same order. 
Uh, so that's probably how they were recorded and how it exists out there. Okay. So uh, disc one is obviously the album remastered. Yep. Disc two is the demos. Disc three is the outtakes and alternate versions. Disc four is the live concert in Paris in 76. And then you got the Blu-ray, uh, which was the Blu-ray is the uh, the remixed version done by, what, what's the guy's name again, Tom? Steven Wilson. It's the Dolby Atmos uh, mixed version. It's a Blu-ray audio, so you actually have to play it on a Blu-ray player. You can't play it on a CD player. I actually played it on my PlayStation. And it's actually kind of cool because when you play it, you get like the cover the cover art of Destroyers on the screen, and then you hear the audio. So you can't play it on a regular CD player. So it's a weird format because it's Blu-ray audio. You need a Blu-ray player to hear it, not a not a CD player. But uh, it, it does sound good. But, I mean, I, I like to consider myself kind of an audio guy, but I can't really tell the difference with the Dolby Atmos, you know? Yeah, this guy, though, that did is supposedly the most sought-after guy. He does all of them that anybody wants to get at this sound. I I don't know. Fucking yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But for our purposes, uh, we're going to go through the tracks. We're going to listen to them, discuss, and then we're going to rank them like we always do. Yep. And some of these tracks are familiar. And we'll play them again because they were on the box set. Mm-hmm. So let's go through track number one. Here you go. So don't you hesitate. We know this one because it was on the box set that they released. Uh, we've talked about this before. We love it. Uh, one of the demos that never actually became anything, just a standalone demo that I think is a fantastic fucking song. And it's a shame it never became anything. Uh, but you guys have heard Don't You Hesitate before. And I'm, I'm pretty sure most Kiss fans think it's pretty cool. Don't You Hesitate. It's written by Paul Stanley. And this is one of the first five that's attributed to Paul. This was mm-hmm. on, as Tom said, the box set disc two i loved it then i love it now it is fucking awesome it's uh we discussed this in when we broke down the box at disc two it's a rarity in that the whole band played on the demo and, and if you know anything about the kiss demos that's usually not the case yep uh this these i should say these because m- most all uh were written at uh magna graphic studios and that's when they p- did all these demos uh, the it was written after Dress to Kill, but like a lot of these, they didn't fit the Destroyer sound and what Bob Ezrin was going for. Yeah, the, the, these demos they were recorded in August of '75, and you could tell by the sound of them that they just they weren't they weren't built 
for Destroyer. And we'll get into what albums they were built for, but clearly you could tell that it wasn't, they were just weren't what, what, what Ezrin wanted. Yeah, these are a lot of the earlier Kiss sounds or maybe Rock and Roll Over, but not Destroyer. Um, and it's too bad. I love Peter's groove on this. That rattling thing, that noise that it makes for a Oh, I while. know. I love that. Like that yeah. Predator sound that we talked yeah. about prior, before. Yep. Uh, the bass line is great. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, and I love the lyrics. We can catch a train to FLA. Paul is just, I don't know. He He's in a zone on this. This song just rocks. I don't know how this did not become something, whether a solo album or a rock and roll overcut or something. It, I don't get it. Yeah. And, I mean, Paul wanted to add horns on this for some reason. Thank God he never did. But that little quick solo, and then it goes right back into that bass groovy line. And then awesome. that rattling thing takes off again. It's like almost like a better version of Strutter. The song is just fucking cool as hell. Yep. Love Don't You Hesitate. Love it. Let's go to track number two. So this is the famous God of Thunder original version that Paul sang very fast paced. Uh, we all know the story of Bob Ezrin hearing it and be like, yeah, no, this is going to Gene and we're going to slow it down. Um, I love this version. I think it's fucking awesome. I'm not going to say it's better than the Gene version. I think it's fucking awesome. I remember the first time I played this. I talk about my son a lot because we listen to a lot of music. I remember the first time I played this, he was blown away. He's like, dad, this is awesome. He said the same thing. I don't know if it's better than the Gene version, but this is really, really awesome. Um, of course, the little rock and roll. They still had some of that wicked Lester falsetto shit that shows up in some of these yep. demos. Um, it's got a cool little mini solo in it. Um, I've, I think this is awesome. I love it. It's tough because of what it became, the, the iconic Demon song, but I think this is a really awesome version. The thing that's funny about this is this is called God of Thunder and Rock and Roll. That's right. Not, You're right. Not yeah. not God of Thunder. That's right. That, that is the yeah. official title. Yep. And as Tom said, written by Paul Stanley, Paul does all the guitars and bass. Gene helps out in some of the vocals and J.R. Smalling, who does a lot of the drums on these demos. 
Yep. I love this faster version. God of Thunder works well either way. I just think it's almost like a different version. It's a different song. Totally. And yep. if you think of the, oh, God of Thunder is Gene and God of Thunder and Rock and Roll is Paul's, you can have both songs and it yeah. can still work. I'm not a fan of the girly choruses. Hey, rock and roll. Uh, they oh, love that wicked, they, that wicked Lester falsetto shit. They love that. Yeah. Yeah. We we've talked about this before and that was because this was on box set disc two as well. Uh, we make love till we bleed Tom. Yeah. Well, of course who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I talked about the story of Gene Simmons in the, menstrual breath he had as peter oh, tells in his God, books so one of the most gross. disgusting stories i've ever heard so gross oh <laughs> man nasty oh uh, brutal yeah uh i love the i love the lyrics when he says be you ancient or newborn come on yeah come oh i love it me and neil dude those are great fucking lyrics and paul sounds kind of badass in this song Yes, like he sounds like he's really like commanding the song oh he's got a fucking harem of women and he's just like yeah yeah and the tone on the guitar is awesome it's awesome i love that tone i love it on, yep and on the yep. solo it's just the solo's awesome yeah and we talked about this before how paul became pissed at ezrin and typical paul fashion He's gotta he's gotta let people know who's in charge, who's the boss. Yep. You know, Gene never does that, but this is Paul's way of saying he's like, Yeah, it became Gene's signature song, but I wrote it. Oh god. Like, oh yeah, you you know your signature song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah. Not you. Exactly. Like, why? Do you just why do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Dr. Tom. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. Track number Okay, so the disc two titles this one, It's the Fire. Now, the bootleg that I have that I referred to has the title listed as It Ain't the City Smoke That Burns You. That's the title. No, yeah, they and say, I've seen they, titles. I've seen titles of it called It's the Smoke. It's you know, the whatever. Smoke. It's the, it's the Fire. Okay. I think this is awesome. Now, I'm going to say this more than once, but I'll say it for the first time here. There's a lot of songs on these demos this one including, that all feel like Mr. Speed is trapped inside of it somewhere. 
<laughs> this is one of them. I think I love this. I think this is catchy as hell. A lot of these are real catchy, which is what, like you said, that they're not on Destroyer was not an album that had catchy songs. Rock and Roll Over had catchy songs. Love Gun had catchy songs. Um, I think this is really cool. I think this it's the the vocal, the the chorus is kind of cool. Uh, you know, when they're singing, the, it's the fire. I, th- I just think, and then there's like those effects as they're playing. Really cool song. I, I like this one a lot. I wish this became something. Yeah, um, it's the fire, Paul Stanley. You, I had the same thing in the notes. It's like a slowed down version of Mr. Speed. I fucking love this groove. Yep. Uh, Paul sings the line, I treat her like I treat a man. Whoa, what? Say what? <laughs> what, what are Say you doing? What? <laughs> you treat it like you treat a man. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, uh, I know. I like the lead fills and that fuzz, that rattle airplane kind of, I don't know what the fuck they're using, flanger or something there. Yep. Whatever yep. that is, it fucking works. You know me, I'm a sucker for noises and sirens and shit yeah. and kiss songs. Yep. So this works for me. Uh, and just the, the chorus is just cool. It ain't the smoke that burns you. It's the fire. I love that little chorus. Yeah, uh, the guitar awesome. solo is great. Nice little quick one. Perfect. Right back into the song. And then the noise from 302 to the 311 mark. Oh, yep. That it's fucking, so cool. Whatever that <laughs> fucking noise is, it rocks. It makes the sound work. Uh, the guitar fills on the outro are just fantastic. I just put down at the end of this, man, Paul's so fucking awesome. Yep. I don't, it's don't awesome. say that often. But he can God. write a fucking song. He can Damn write a it. hook. He can write Paul a hook. Paul Stanley is so fucking cool sometimes. And that song is so fucking awesome. What a job. And this, this is out there. So I am not. We, we're Kiss fans. We've got a Kiss podcast. We do our shit, right? Mm-hmm. I never get into like, oh, let me dig online to find every little thing that anything's ever been out there about Kiss and any demos. I never listened to the song before. I never heard it. Yeah. And I'm sure I could have. Not very mm-hmm. difficult. I've had a hard drive of all sorts of kiss shit that I got years ago. I I mean, I, I probably should go through it. <laughs> it's just, what the fuck, dude? There's so much stuff. I'd rather be piecemealed stuff, like discover it on a box set like this and be like, oh, shit, I had this all along. Fucking love it. Love it, man. Love this song. All right. Track number four. So this one's interesting. This is Detroit Rock City, but this is the 
I have it written down. This is a faster, more frenetic version of the song. It's definitely not the reined in version that appeared on Destroyer. The lyrics are a little bit different at times. That being said, I fucking love it. It's it obviously it's not better than the legendary original studio Detroit Rock City. I think this is wild. Paul, the way it's like dan and and it doesn't like stop, it just keeps going. And Paul's vocals just like like it's just awesome. And then then there's like the little breakdown with the guitars like noodling and stuff. I think this version is incredible. It shows you how different Kiss can be when they choose to be. That they're not, you know, that you just come off the heels of a, of a real catchy kind of beatly pop song like It's the Fire. And then it's like, then you get this version of DRC, which is just crazy. Um, I, I had never heard, I mean, I had never heard it before I got the the bootleg that I have, but um, I didn't know this was existed. And I, I think it's awesome. So Detroit Rock City, another Paul track. So you you basically get what was Destroyer before Ezrin got a hold of it. Exactly. There's a, I mean, the blueprint is there for Detroit Rock City. The yep. chorus is the chorus. It's right. there. It's all written there, and the dan and and all there. That's Paul there. However, the you know the intro being dead on, the lyrics are different, but the melody's different in the beginning. Yes, it is. Right. Yep. It's dan and and he just after he sings the first line, he keeps going. So right. the change is the whole melody. That's the whole. That's the, the that's Detroit the big rock change that we all know. Yeah, it's more straight ahead rock and roll uh, than the epic that eventually becomes. Uh, the design of the song I put is pretty much there. Uh, obviously, it's pre-Ezrin. The guitar is pretty cool on this, and the solo is pretty cool in the end. And it's only like two two minutes and 20 seconds. Yep. So It's a quick, it's a quick hit. Yeah. And you could totally see Ezrin taking this and be like, wow, you have something here. There's a little bit of the story, a little bit. It's like Paul just getting ready to rock, and then they change it into the epic breakdown story a tragedy of the drinking and driving and getting to an accident going to a kiss concert it Um, shows you the brilliance of both paul and bob ezrin and how when you put two guys like that together you come up with detroit rock city arguably their greatest song i mean it's it's amazing what i like is that we have two versions oh yeah and i wish like anything they did with bob is this is our stuff pre-bob this is post-bob and you can be like you know what i like both yeah I'm glad there's yep. both versions of this. This is a yep. good good version. I didn't have all this shit, Tom. I didn't have other than the things that were on the box set. I didn't have any of these. These were all new to me. Nice. That's good. That's exciting when that happens. Absolutely. The last track credited to Paul is track number five.
love is all right. So th- this is when you kind of really get into like what's considered like a demo. Th- there's there's a there's a rhythm, there's a melody. The, the the lyrics are just you know, it's all right, it's all right, love. It's so there's really no song, but you could see that there's a there's a a foundation for a song that never became. Obviously, this song never turned into anything. Um, but you can see that this is like a real kind of like a reminds me of like just being in like a rehearsal studio and just jamming with a with a groove and kind of a, a chordal pattern that Paul really enjoyed. Um it I mean I think the the guts are there for this to have become something. It didn't. Um but I think this is like this is like a real demo, you know, like kind of like just a practice like jam thing. It's cool. It sounds cool, but it's not really a song. Love is all right, Paul Stanley. Exactly, Tom. It's a slow plotting song. Uh, and seems more of a song that would be on a Gene demo than a Paul demo. I kind of agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The thing about Paul when he does demos, they're pretty much finished songs. Yes. Okay. This is a rarity. This yeah. is like the songwriters that kind of uh, scat over lyrics and like try to find a melody. So he keeps singing this, the lyric, the same lyric. It's all right. It's all right. Like, I feel like this is something uh, a, uh, a Don Felder or an ace comes into or Peter comes into a band. He's like, hey, I have this. All right. What can we do me. with it? Let me. Yep. I can take this. I can take the hook. I can take the chorus and I'll come up with this. Yep. But exactly. And that's not what Paul usually does. So it's a little strange to hear this. It's incomplete. If anything, it's like a Nirvana song. Where Nirvana yeah. has like can do a song where there's like four four lyrics in the whole yep. song, and yep. they can still put it out, and you're like, oh yeah, I like that song. You exactly. Mean, you mean that rhythm where he just says three words? Yeah. Yep. Same and thing over and over is. again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know the version they do of "Here She Comes," Nirvana. It's always on the box sets and bootlegs. I mean, "Here She Comes Down Now." Here she comes down. Now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes. Yep. Yep. That. that and yep. it just repeats it. The over same and thing over, over and over again. That's yeah. what it seems like. It's love. Is all, right. all right, and so he's it's, like almost like thinking things in his head, and the smoke. But I like off. the vibe. Like, what I is like, the lit? Yeah, it's a uh, groovy little. Tone. It's like bow, bow, I like it. I think it's cool, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a true demo in my opinion. Yep. So let's now switch over, and we'll go to the Gene tracks. Yep. And this is the first one.
So this is Bad Bad Lovin'. We knew this one. This was on the box set. This is fantastic. This became Colin Dr. Love. Uh, you could tell here that there's it's like two different songs in one. It's Colin Dr. Love, and then there's another song. Like It's almost like two songs are like jammed together here. Um, great vibe, great groove. I mean, it became Colin Dr. Love. Um, you know, and we've heard it before, but I still think it sounds pretty kick-ass. Yeah, so this is done by Gene. I apparently on some of these, I the information that I have is Gene plays all the instruments on this. Yeah, on his demos, he kind of almost they're almost all him. It was kind of hard to find information on that. If but anything, yeah, JR Smalling might play drums, and that's y- what yeah. I get. Yeah. Yeah. So bad, bad loving, obviously, Dr. Love. Uh, no doubt about it, baby. I like that. During the breakdown, then it goes right to the drums. Uh, the guitar is actually pretty cool and it's raw. I like yeah. the lead and the fills. Uh, the lyrics are just stupid. Oh, yeah. It won't make me feel like a clown. Like, Yeah, not good. Dude, those are ace lyrics. <laughs> I don't you know. Got Paul lyrics. You got Gene lyrics. Peter lyrics. Peter's, and better, you, Peter's better than ace. And then you got, hey, what's wrong with being glad and sad? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> That's bad, bad loving. Let's go to the next track. He walks the street by day. So man of a thousand faces. So obviously this makes its way onto Gene's solo album, which kind of makes me laugh because like these, these demos are recorded. Ezrin's like, yeah, fuck no. And Paul's probably like, yeah, fuck no. Like, like, like this, this got two strikes and Gene's like, fine, I'll take it and put it on my solo album. This ain't going to make a freaking kiss album. Um, I, I, I like this. I think the, I think the effects are kind of cool. I think Gene's vocal tone is a little bit different here this is a lot more like kind of atmospheric there's like definitely some cool effects going on because the the version that appears on a 78 solo album is much more straightforward i like this i mean i'm not a big fan of the song in general either version but i like how this is just kind of kind of crazy like i said atmospheric kind of has like a little bit of some weird stuff going on there but i just think it's funny how it's like oh yeah this ain't going on a kiss album gene you could put this in your pocket and save it till 1978 yeah where you see uh quality and quantity the difference between them absolutely yeah so man of a thousand faces gene simmons ends up on his solo album and this is the intro how many of these songs are you like oh that sums that becomes this gene will take shit and bring it all fucking albums later years later and i think it's a good song i think the chorus is ridiculous but i think it's a i think it's it's a cool song i take the opposite approach i think the chorus is catchy and fun oh really okay okay of a thousand faces. Who's the man? <laughs> you love that part. I, lo- so I like it. Of a thousand faces. <laughs> yeah. The man of a thousand. Uh, 
Gene does everything. Ace does guitar on this, supposedly, and J.R. Smalling. I uh, do? Oh. <laughs> I played on it, too. Where's my check? <laughs> uh, groovy little opening. The lyrics are still very, very pedestrian. Uh, yeah. I, the chorus is even more repetitive. But who's the man? <laughs> yep. Just funny. Nice little solo by Ace. Very long outro. The outro goes on and on. It goes but on the, and on. Yeah, but yes. there is no Gene Pot. I'm the man. Remember That's that? what That's... I love about the 78 version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like that yep. too, but it's not yep. here on this one. Yep. All right. Let's go to the next track. So this is I Don't Want No Romance, which became Ladies Room, uh, another rock and roll over track. And God, that the, the, the wicked Lester falsetto. Come on, baby, let's take a chance. <laughs> what do you why were they obsessed with that? There's terrible. Yeah. I mean, thank God this became Ladies Room because Ladies Room is one of my all time favorite kiss songs, especially the Alive 2 version fucking kicks ass. So that's what I mean. When you see the you see these demos, you're like, this is horrendous. And then when you when you tweak it and you take care of it and fix it, it becomes fucking ladies' room. This is this is the only thing I like about this is seeing what it became. Because this is this is a funny, this is a funny one. This is not yeah. good. Uh I don't want no romance, Gene Simmons. Obviously, the bass in the beginning is ladies' room. And yeah. then you said it. I have it right in quotes. Come on, baby. Lady. Oh my god, so bad. Yeah. There's a lot of maracas and like shakers in Jean's tracks. You notice she's that? into malac. She's into malacas, Dino. <laughs> I know she's you into maracas. maracas. <laughs> There's a lot of that on all his tracks. I, I mean, I like the Jean voices using that Jean uh, uh, Beatles type voice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's good. He can pull that off very well. Oh, romance. Yeah. Come on, baby. Let's take a chance. <laughs> what are you doing? Terrible. Oh, all right. Let's go to track number nine.
burning up with fever. Another one where they were like, fuck this song. You could, <laughs> you could, you could save this for your 78 solo album. That being said, I love this version. First of all, I love, I love the, the finished version on the 78 soul. I think this one's really cool. I think the, the, again, the effects kind of like man of a thousand phase, mm-hmm. it's slower. It's more moody. It's almost borderline like demonic compared to the finished version that appeared in 78. I think this one's really cool. I like the effects and I like just there's a vibe to this song that was kind of lost in translation. And I, I I do like this version a lot, but it just makes me laugh when these demos are recorded in 75 and Edison's like, nah, and Paul's like, nah, you can hold on to this one, baby. I will. Okay. Burning up with fever, Gene Simmons. Gene does everything supposedly in J.R. Small and does the drums. I put the same thing. I put this as like a wicked Lester type version again. Yeah. Of Some of it, yes. Yep. And I, the bass is all up front. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's a more stripped down version of more rock and roll than the gospel tinged. Oh, <laughs> with fever. Hey, that- we're on we're on record, or at least I I like Gene's solo album. Oh, so do I. I, I mean, I know people so kill I. that. I know people kill that album, but I I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, and I like Gene saying, "The fever's burning inside me, baby." You've got wait a minute, fire shoot out your dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me get you're getting a burning sensation when you <laughs> urinate. Uh, no, no, fire uh, shoot out my dick. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You got a burning sensation when you urinate? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wonder if that's what this is about. <laughs> uh, but the solo is actually pretty cool on this one. Let's go to song number 10. Part of this fucking song. Oh my god. First of all, rock and rolls Royce. Now, this is funny because correct me if I'm wrong, and our listeners can go way, way back when we did our rock and roll over album review. We threw in some demos, and we I thought at the time that this was a demo written for rock and roll over. So here's another song written in 75 that doesn't make it onto Destroyer, and it becomes Love 'em Leave 'em on Rock and Roll Over. It's the again the chorus. What do you, rock and rolls Royce? Stop with like the little jokes. Gene. Like, what, <laughs> what do you do? Like, what do you? Do? But I'm telling you, when I first heard this, and all of a sudden, yeah, you hit dan 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 dan. Hello, baby. I'm like, <laughs> fucking love that. Um, I love that it became love him leave him, which is a song that I love. But what the 
fuck rock and roll relax gene with the little jokey <laughs> lyrics rock and roll royce royce hello baby <laughs> you got you got you got what i need <laughs> uh version of love him and leave him i put the hello baby pot included uh it's a slow down version Check with me. It's all right. Put you in. And there's a little, when it begins right before the beginning of the chorus, it sounds like see you in your dreams as well yeah, as yeah, love yeah. them, leave them. Yeah. yeah there's a little bit. Up. Yep. It's all right. Yep. The chorus is so weird. Yeah. The chorus is so weird on this because the song's going in one direction. It's almost like bad, bad loving. The song is going in one direction. All of a sudden you just like just shift gears and yeah. start singing rock and rolls. Because Royce. the melodies a little bit, the lyrics are there, but the melody's different from what we're used to. Yeah. So yeah. we're thinking it's love them, leave them, but it's not going the same melody. Right. Um, the cowbells all over this. It just, I read where it says that Gene, the, the demo of drive me wild. And part of the guitar structure that went into Sweet Pain and the chorus riff that would end up being used in Burn, Bitch, Burn. Oh, okay. Like, wow. Really? What? Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Um, Rock and Rolls Royce. It's just so been dumb. Just, it's just been out there in the Kiss like universe. For yeah, a that's, this, time. this one's But been now accessible. it's finally on a Kiss official release. Yeah. We get yeah. to talk about it. Yep. So. Let's go to the next track. Mad Dog, everybody knows this from the box set. It's a great Gene song. It never really became anything except for that guitar part that eventually made its way into Flaming Youth. But the song itself didn't become anything, which, again, just like Don't You Hesitate, how how did Rock and Roll's Royce become a song, <laughs> but Mad Dog didn't? I mean, and again, I, I love Love Him and Leave Him on Rock and Roll Over. But uh, the fact that Mad Dog is just left out in the nether world and never became anything is, I don't get it. I don't know. I think it's awesome. I love it. Mad Dog, Gene Simmons track. Ace supposedly does the guitar. J.L. Small on the drum. Gene does bass and rhythm guitar. Ezrin liked the riff, but not the song. And that riff becomes Flaming Youth. Yep. Mad Dog. You love it. I love Mad Dog, the Gene voice. That is oh, a yeah, yeah, human yeah. voice. Mad, Mad dog. dog. And uh, yeah, Ace does a good job on the solo as well. It's a fun mid-tempo song. I, yeah. I, I like it. I, I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. I love Mad Dog. We were When we discussed this on the box set, we were like, Boone's Farm. Like, thinking <laughs> Mad Dog is some sort of mad, like awful drink or something. It is funny, though, again, we said it before, but the genius of Ezra that he takes that slowed down main riff 
and then just says, I like that and just speeds it up and turns it into, into what becomes part of flaming youth. My uniform is leather. Oh God. Stop. I can't wait. <laughs> my I can't, power I, is my age. I cannot wait until we get to the actual review of the destroyer. Album. Are you getting it together to break out your cage? It's so bad. I'm a flaming youth, Tom. <laughs> I, I I can't. My my parents think I'm crazy. Okay. Oh, oh, you're so oh mad dog. My parents think I'm crazy. Okay. Okay. Relax. All right. Man. Settle down, night boy. is happening here <laughs> okay i'll start with the good i like the weird like melody rhythmic stuff that's going on here i like it now the, the lyrics here this becomes in some roundabout way it becomes sweet pain yeah yeah um what what is the chorus? I'll be your night boy. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's such a weird song that I find myself enjoying it because I'm like, like e- even even during the verse, yeah, it's murder in high heels, murder. Uh, yeah, because Gene's vocal tone is so weird when he's singing the verses, and then that chorus comes in. And he's like, "I'll be your night boy." Does that just mean you're just going to get just slapped around by the dominatrix all night? Because I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'll be your night boy. Ooh, okay. But so I mean, down. it's 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 entertaining because it's something that I've never heard before. Yeah, uh, night boy Gene Simmons. I I think before this came out, it was going around on the internet as night fly or something like that. That's yeah. Well, thank you because I meant to add that on my bootleg vinyl that I have. It's called Nightfly, and then in parentheses, best one. Yeah, it's just Nightfly. There's different is what I have. versions of this going around. It's yep. basically the Sweet Pain lyrics. And the funny thing is, like, they changed the uh, initial first couple verses instead of Gene describing himself with the leather being tied around him and his whip beside him. He's saying your that leather. about the girl. Yeah, your She's leather. She's got that. That's and right. You've got the whip beside you. Yep. And I guess Gene is the night boy. I think Tony may end up being our night boy on the cruise. 
It reminds me of him being the piss boy from history of the world. Piss boy over here. Night boy. Oh, man. And then there's a lot of the shaker going on. It Big time in this one. Yes. Yep, yes. Yep. Uh, the riff is a little bit, though, a little Dr. Love riff in it. Nah, nah, nah. I'm uh, telling you, almost. Uh, th- that's why when you listen, if you didn't know anybody, you would think that this is a demo album for rock and roll over. I mean, obviously, with the exception of Detroit Rock City and God of Thunder, because all this stuff is not destroyer material. Yeah, uh, he, he sings, you can ride on my back all day. What? What are you selling, Gene? Settle uh, down, night boy. Yeah, it's got a nice little groovy bass line. The solo is pretty cool, but is it Ace doing the solo or is it Dick Wagner? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Pain. Right, right, exactly. Yep. All right. You might be a star, Tom, because that's the next track. I might be a what? Star? Exactly. Star? And now my bootleg has it titled, I'm a star. Not Baby, I'm a star by Prince. Oh. All right. So here's the, here's the thing about this. I think this is fucking awesome. I, I think this is such a weird beat. It's got such a weird shuffling. It's not, a, it's not your standard beat. It's like a weird beat time signature that's going on here first of all the opening lyrics i got more money than i need yeah that's and, not true he does and, not have more money than he oh needs. my god he needs I, more money i think i don't know i like this song it's so weird and it's so unique and i know that we give shit to gene because he throws a bunch of shit up against the wall to see what sticks Paul, on the other hand, everything he writes is well-crafted. and well. I think this just really shows that when Gene wants to be creative, he can be that create creative. It might not be great, but I find this one really unique. I think it's interesting. I, 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 like, I enjoy this one a lot. Star written by Gene Simmons. It says like I saw someone who was recorded with Paul, 
J.R. Smalling on drum and Gene does everything else. This is a little like a vocal effect on Gene's. Uh, yeah. Uh, on his performance. There's right? a little, there's, there's a little there's effect on it. There's a little bit of reverb and something else, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the bass is like up front. A lot of these Gene demos have the basses loud and up front, which I like. Yep. Uh, we talked about it was circulated as I'm a star. Yes. That's what I have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a red hot shooting star. That's what I he like says it. he is. I think it's pretty uh, cool. But <laughs> what? At the 225 mark. Uh oh. What is that jerky boys? Uh, 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 <laughs> he sounds like when Saul cut his hand off the fucking chainsaw. Uh, uh, are you okay, sir? Uh, don't uh, you become so troublesome towards me? Uh, Speaking of effects, I also like the other effects. So it's like, it's like, is I can't tell if that's him or if that's like an effect. Like I will say the way the weirdness of it and the singing and the tone, and everything, it's almost like a sister song to almost human. Oh, it's if this song, that's a great point because if this song got cleaned up by Ezrin or Eddie Kramer for rock and roll over a love gun, this, this, could have been turned into a definite demon style song like almost right? human because it's yeah, kind of like weird it's, watching you kind of like yeah it's a dark weird song uh, it's something off about it yeah which, which makes it interesting yep i agree right yep all right let's go to the next track Howling for your love. How the fuck did this not become a song? Uh, this is incredible from start to finish. Now, this is why I love Gene. He writes weird shit like Night Boy and Star and then comes out with a fucking banger right here. Howling for your love. I love the groove of this. It's fantastic. Then in the second chorus, the tambourine joint comes in. This has such a catchy fucking groove, and it's weird to hear Gene writing something that's legit. This sounds like a Paul song because it's got that it's got that really upbeat verse chorus pop sound to it. it again, comes from the same family uh, as as a Mr. Speed type song, you know, kind of reminds me of something that would be um, it's the fire, you know, that we talked about. But I, I think this song is just I, I just I don't understand how this song didn't become something. Howling for Your Love, Gene Simmons. Somewhere I saw that Binky Phillips played on this or something. Okay. No, no. Okay. Group, no name. I have no idea. But if I didn't know any better, I would say, oh, this is uh, the track on uh, Classic 78 that we just heard, right? Exa thank you. Yes. Sounds like them. Yep. It sounds just like they would be on that album. Yep. Perfect. It's awesome. This is a very Gene Beatles type catchy pop tune. Yep. I agree. Right. 
almost yep. a little bit howling for your love, a little almost human demon type song, but not terrorizing, but how like he's playing the character again. Like the character of like the wolf, the werewolf, yeah, the, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, like the, the monster, the monster. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Simple song, Strutter like. I put decent solo, almost a little bit lady in waiting. Love the bass on this. The main uh, I, riff, the main riff is so goddamn poppy and catchy. I think it's so cool sounding. Okay. So the guitar fills are pretty cool, especially on the outro. If you yep. listen to the first opening uh, 10 seconds of the riff opening up. Y- yeah. Yeah. You know what that is? That sounds just like Unchained by Van Halen. Dan, 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 dan. Okay. I could see, I could see that. Okay. Turn up the distortion, make it a little louder. Yep. Okay. And do it faster. It sounds yep. like Unchained. Okay. Okay. Eddie Van Halen obviously was a Kiss fan. That's you right. never know. That's right. You never yep. know. That's well, right. Tom, let's get to the last track. Confessions. So that makes three songs from these demos that everyone was like, get the fuck out of here. Throw these on your solo album. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Gene. He's, I mean, I I, look, I've already said I like Gene's solo album. True Confessions, it's okay. I like this version of it. Again, the raw demo version, it's slower, got some of the effects on it and stuff. All the demo versions of the songs that eventually made it onto a solo album. I think they're sounding very cool. I'm a Gene guy, so I kind of eat up everything that he does because I think it's just awesome. This is this is cool. I like it just because it's it's raw sounding. It's not the cleaned up, polished version that we see later on. Uh, slower, different vibe to it, but I I do like it. Yeah, I, I love Gene's solo album. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah. fun. Yep, it's not a Kiss album. It's a Gene solo album. True Confessions by Gene. It doesn't obviously have the true confession, which is why this version's better. That's all, That's all I'm asking, asking for. for. See? Yep. And he does his like little, ooh, ooh. Uh, yeah. 
Gene does everything supposedly and JR Small on the drum on this one. Love the loud bass in this all up in front. And the bass yep. is on front on a lot of these. The little shaker maracas going again. Awesome. The guitar yep. solo on the outro is pretty cool. I like this version. I always like the song. It's a catchy tune. Yep, I agree. Yeah. So I look at it this way, Tom. Of the Gene tracks, eight of his 10 tracks end up a song somewhere else. The only ones I would say don't is Howling for Your Love, which is a shame, and Star. Yep. Right? The lyrics aren't anywhere else, and the melody isn't really anywhere else. They do have some similarities, in, as both of them could have been like a sister song of Almost Human or Watching You. Uh, but those are the, or, or ladies in waiting I had in strutter like, but yep. those are the only two, everything else. If you go down the list, bad, bad loving Dr. Love man of a thousand faces on the solo. I don't want no romance. Ladies room burning up the fever. The, the solo album rock and rolls Royce, the lyrics that's love them. Leave them mad dog. That ends up on flaming youth. Boy, <laughs> that's a uh, sweet pain. Then star, you have nothing. Holland for you love nothing. And true confessions solo album. That's right, right. Yep. And the only other thing that we have here from Paul really is God of Thunder and uh, and Detroit Rock City. Those two songs end up being used. Yeah, well, think about it. you got fifteen demos here that were recorded in nineteen seventy five. Only three go on Destroyer. Yeah, and. Uh, of the 15, 10 of them end up becoming songs somewhere. But you know what's funny? Recorded in 75, some of them made Destroyer, some of them made Rock and Roll Over, some of them made Gene in 78, nothing made Love Gun. They, yeah, skip, they, they skip right over Love Gun. They, and I don't know if any off, of these... they got new demos that go in for those. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I, I think it's fascinating. That's why I love demos and especially being like a Kiss nerd looking at what these songs became pieces of them or the song as a whole, and then just kind of lamenting the fact that a song like howling for your love just became nothing. <laughs> so overall your thoughts on this too. I love it. I, I think so when I bought this, when I got this bootleg, this was one of the very, very first kiss vinyls that I ever got. This is before I became a real psycho vinyl collector and I bought it and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but it's fun for the collection, you know, whatever. And then to think that like, I think I got this like seriously, like two years ago. And then to think that now it's a disc on an official kiss release. Um, I just think it's awesome. I, I, I really, I enjoyed listening. This was not a slog listening to this as we got, we got, got ready for this episode. I enjoyed pretty much all 15 tracks, which is something that, I don't even know if you could say that about most regular Kiss studio albums where you can say you enjoy every single track. I thought this was a lot of fun to listen to for me. I will say this. If this was an album. Oh, God. Fucking awesome. I would put this up there. Maybe top 10 for me. P potentially higher. I think this is a fun album. If you took if you took all the all 15 of these songs and said, we're going to make this an album with just these 15 songs, clean them up. This would have been a fucking kick-ass album. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yep. Even as demos, call it what you want. Um, yep. Uh, like, especially some more, more so than 
a lot of the eighties non-makeup albums. This has got the classic kiss sound sound. Yes. The Ezrin sound. Yep. And what you find when we did our interview and talked to the guys from classic 78, this is it. This is what they pray. This is and, it. Exactly. And that's why that album classic 78 and they work so well because this is untapped. And unfortunately it's like literally discovering, Holy shit. A lost tablet yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of, of the Bible. And it's true generation. Like, Holy shit. We have this. Look at this. Yep. I, I love it. And I didn't get into the, the, like I said, the demos and things like that before. So when I got this and we bought the box and I started listening to them, like, Holy shit. A couple of these tracks are really good. Mm-hmm. And then when we started like, okay, we're going to break down this album. I just fell in love. I could listen to this all the way through. Me too. I and love it. You know, I'm like, the, it's over again. Oh, I got to start back again. Like you don't even realize like, you can go right through. There's no, for me, skipping. There's nothing. It just fits. I'm telling you the only 15 tracks album that kiss has is hot in the shade. Okay. Yeah. So this is a 15 track album. I, I would listen. Like you said, there are, I don't skip. There are songs like, like any other album that you prefer more than us. There's nothing that I'm like, I can't listen to this. Oh, I love. I love. I, 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 I enjoy it. Hot in the shade for me, much better. Much better. Ooh, there's a hot take right there. Well, love is all right. That's the worst song on this for me. Coming up, no surprise. Love is all right is better than Boomerang, Betrayed, fucking, uh, and wow. a few other tracks there. All right. That Prisoner might have of be, love. That, that wait. That maybe that will be our poll question. Which 15 track Kiss CD is better? We got to go best track. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, All right. So we're going to go run down the tracks. 15 tracks. Yep. Number 15. I already said it, Tom. Love is all right for me. Okay. Unfinished. Just an unfinished song. Okay. Uh, For me, number 15 is I don't want no romance. Just because I can't. Come on, baby. I just The, the falsetto shit. I just can't do it. Oh, this is so tough, man. This is tough. It is very um, tough because I'll tell you right now, kind of like when we rank them on ARC, like my number, like my number, like 10 song is like, I, 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 like I love, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to probably go with rock and rolls Royce. Okay. That's your 14. Yeah. All right. My 14 is true confessions. I'll go 13 true confessions. Okay. That's your 13. Yep. All right. My 13 is Love is All Right. Uh, uh, 12 for me, Burning Up with Fever. Okay. Uh, 12 for me is Man of a Thousand Faces. So you rank these like in real time? You don't rank them in advance? Never. Really? Oh, my God. Oh, I can't do that. I need to be spontaneous because then I feel like I'm going with my gut, not overthinking. That's fine. 11 would be Night Boy. That's mine too. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yep. All right. Now we're into the top 10 here. Yep. I'll take Man of a Thousand Faces. Okay. Who's the man? Exactly. I'm the man. <laughs> You're number 10. My number 10 is burning up with fever. 
Oh, um, my, my pussy is burning. Oh, I got to find that clip now. You got to find What call was that? Is that, is that, my pussy's burning? My pussy's burning. My pussy's burning. Is, is that, is that, is that red or is that, I, it was like jer- a, it was like a jerky boys, like it was off a of Napster. Like it was, oh, it was like a rip off. Yeah, it was yeah, like a rip off. He was calling the doctor and wouldn't shut up about her pussy. Burning. My pussy is burning. <laughs> Hi, can I help you? Hi, my pussy is burning. Can someone help me? My pussy is burning. It's on fire. Can you help me? Your what is? My pussy is burning. Then you need to come in and be seen. I fell. I had an accident. I fell and tripped over my hot iron and it's burning. It's scorched. Then you should come in and be seen by... Can you come? Can, can I get a, a house call? I can't even close my legs. I can't. I can't walk. That's my number 10. <laughs> number nine for me. Howling. Howling for your love. Oh, I can't number, even just say the songs. Nine. I have to sing them. They're you so have to catchy. sing them. Yeah. They're so catchy. All right. Number nine for me DRC, Detroit Rock City. Oh, nice. That song just, just fucking uh, rocks. It does. It kicks fucking ass. It really so does. So fucking yep. nice. Yep. Uh, number eight for me is Star. Star. <laughs> Well, I think it's insulting, and, I, and I'll talk to him. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, my number eight is bad, bad loving. Bad, bad loving Brown, <laughs> the baddest oh, man in the whole. Don't do it. Town. Come on. Badder than old King Kong. Oh, meaner God. than a junkyard. Don't know. This guy's awesome. Jim Croce mustache. You love that guy. <laughs> oh, Davy Lopes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number seven for me, Thomas. Whoo! Now we're getting down to it. Yep. I'll probably go with. I'll probably go with the same thing. I'll say bad, bad loving. I would love this song, even if it wasn't Doctor Love. It's a fucking me too. It, it's got that crunch. I love it. Yep. My number seven star. <laughs> star. Of course, that's you can't you can't not say that. Is this Jimba? Is Jimba around? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, six. All right, six is Mad Dog. Nice. All right, my number six, Rock and Rolls Royce. Rocky Wall, what you order? they used to say when they didn't say oh, walk your wall what your order <laughs> that's the greatest Chinese restaurant in, in the Metro West area walk, walk your wall, wall voice <laughs> all right number five I don't want no romance as much you as you serious you oh. don't like that I love it come on baby that is terrible oh no no, no. And then no. Gene's got that ooh voice. No. I don't want no romance. I All like right, it. My, okay. Well, that's why it's your list. <laughs> I don't think you'd be doing anybody's business. Let's go ahead. <laughs> I don't think you could call me and talk to me that way. Yeah. Uh, my number five is It's the Fire. <gasps> it ain't the smoke that burns you. <laughs> it's, it's my pussy burning. It's my pussy that's burning. <laughs> oh, God, uh, with us. Number four for me is DRC version. 
the quick version. Okay. The top four was tricky for me. Well, my number one wasn't, but uh, number four, number four, I'm doing Don't You Hesitate. Just because I've heard it, it's not it, okay. it's not like a it's not a novelty. All right, number three for me is God of Thunder. The guitar on that is fucking awesome. Indeed. Fucking love it. Uh, number three for me is Mad Dog. All right, I was going back and forth on this. Okay, but my and I and I bet you if I did it in a week to two weeks to a month, I'll flip these. Okay, but number two for me is It's the Fire. Fucking okay. song is awesome. It's become one of my favorite songs by Kiss that I want to go to now all yeah. the time. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, my number two is God of Thunder. That song fucking just rips. I love, love it. that version. Love yep. it. Yep. Number one is Don't You Hesitate. I've talked about this many times in the past. I've picked like it on compilations, top 10 lists. It's yep. the song rocks. There's so many things about it that I love. And, uh, I mean, I could flip that. It's the fire and that songs are very similar and they both rock. uh, But don't you hesitate. I'm leaving it. Number one. Number one for me was the easiest I've ever done for a ranking. Howling for your love is by far number one. I don't know how this didn't become a hit. It's so fucking catchy. I kept playing it over and over and over. I love it. Um, I'm just I love the fact that this is like an official kiss thing now. So that's our list. Um, 15 tracks. Obviously, that's what our poll is going to be. What's the what's your favorite? Uh, talk about the tracks. Talk about this. Do you guys think we're out of our minds to consider this as good as any studio album? Uh, do you agree with us? Do you think this is a lost gem? Do you guys go to this record? These are things that we love to hear from you guys. Uh, I love Destroyer, we'll get to it at some point, but. The other albums on this, we wanted to get to them too and describe them and and go into details and break them down. And then from you know next year, we'll probably do the same thing for Des- Destroyer Disc Three. And then this year, we'll probably maybe get a chance. We'll break down Creatures, and then the next year we'll do Creatures Disc Two. Oh, yeah. so, That's right. So we want to. Oh, obviously, there's some organization in uh, the way we do our pod. And uh, I think that I'm glad we got this one done because oh, yeah. I fucking love this. Me too. It's great. I mean, we've talked. We're, we're talking about this as if it's its own album because that's how much we love it. So I'm yep. anxious to see what the what you guys think of this too. Yep. So yeah, yeah. So Tom, what do we do next? We go to our question of the week, and this comes from longtime listener and another Patreon supporter. All of our Patreon guys are getting the applause this week, um, and that comes from Todd Herrig. And I'm going to kind of switch up the question a little bit just for time's sake here. But he pretty much says, uh, say you won the lottery and you decided that you're going to create your own Kiss tribute album and money is no object. Pick a couple songs or a couple bands or however, you know, one song, whatever. Who's going to be on the who's going to be on the on the tribute album? It could be a band current. It could be an older band. It could be a, a super like you know, all-star tribute band, what song, who's going to do it? Uh, so it has to be a current band. I would go. No, no, no. It does not. It does not have to be a current band. Like if they're alive though, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, right, I, I, I can't say I would like to do Nirvana, do a real version because they're dead. <laughs> okay. I got so you. I, I get, all right. 
So I'm thinking you're talking about a live band that's current. So I would say Pearl Jam. Okay. Maybe doing a version of She. Uh, but I'd probably want a different song only because th- there have been some other great versions of She. Uh, I-, I don't know. Uh, Pearl Jam doing, let's say, uh, Hell or Hallelujah, a new track, I guess. Okay. All Fast right. and heavy. Okay. Interesting you picked a 90s band because that's where I was going right to. I was going right to Foo Fighters because I know Dave Grohl loves Kiss. He's a huge Kiss fan. He loves Ace Freely and everything. So I would have Foo Fighters do Rip It Out okay. off of Ace, something off of Ace's solo. So I would be, yeah. So Todd, great question. You know what? I don't really want to spend too much time on this because Todd, you could have just given us an episode. So let's let we answered it with one band each. Uh, Zeus said Pearl Jam doing Hello Hallelujah. I said Foo Fighters doing Rip It Out. Let's uh, let's put a pin in that, and maybe that'll be an episode in the future, Todd. So thank you for the question. Great one. Lots to think about there. Appreciate it. Yeah, good one, Todd. Appreciate the comment, and uh, you're always there jumping in and helping out with the show. So thank you very much for all that you do for us, buddy. Absolutely. So, yep. Tom, where can people find us? Go to our website. That's the one-stop shop for all things Shout It Out Loudcast. It's easy to remember, shoutitoutloudcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there, all the Shout It Out Loudcast episodes, all of the ARC episodes, all the Dorm Damage episodes. Just dropped a new one this week about classic TV shows. All the Zeppelin Chronicles. Yes, that is still around. Believe me, we haven't forgotten about it. Uh, So those are all there. You can check out all of our rankings for all those podcasts that I just mentioned. You can click on links to shop at our Amazon store, to buy our merch, to join our Patreon. You can comment directly from the website. You can comment on specific episodes. So when this episode drops, you can go to the page for this episode and comment directly. So you can send us private messages. Uh, If you choose to send us messages in another way, you can use our email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read all the emails. Sometimes we try to read them all during the show, but we can't, depending on how many we get. Uh, If you guys haven't noticed, we are kind of cutting back on feedback so we can get to the meat of the episode each week. Um, And, of course, very active on social media. You guys know that. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything. We're there. Uh, So please tag us, send pictures, send us DMs, keep the show going, keep it alive. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, our wonderful Patreon family and some of the guys we've mentioned tonight, Wally, Joey, Todd, all the, those guys and much, much more. Uh, please join the family or at least take a look patreon.com or download the app and search for us. And as we always like to say, we're proud members of the Pantheon podcast network, tons of great shows. It's getting huge now. I think there's over 60 or 70 shows, all music based podcasts, all different genres, all amazing. So check them out. Yeah, people can always DM us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We get them all the time. We read them. We don't get a chance sometimes to get to everybody, but we do read everything. And same thing goes with the email, which is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. I'll I'll be honest, the emails get a little bit more attention because they're never put aside. Like So sometimes what happens is if Tom sees the post, And the notification then comes off. So I don't see it. And then it just gets pushed down as other notifications come in. So sometimes we all, we don't get a chance to read everything. or We miss something. Emails do not get missed. So whatever you get a chance, email us is the best way to get in front of us. Let's say Uh, you can always subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Uh, that is closing in on 800. We'd like to get to the magic number of 1,000. So if you listen, subscribe, please. Uh, give us one of those five-star star. child reviews on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Facebook, Good Pods, wherever you can give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. That also moves us in front of more eyes and moves us up the food chain. So that's greatly appreciated. And if you do leave us one of those five-star reviews, make sure you let us know who you are, because sometimes you guys use uh, identification purposes, strange uh, handles that we don't recognize. So it would be helpful if you tell us, hey, that was me that did that last week. And we can thank you personally for doing that. Uh, Again, the website, and that is all the fantastic stuff that Tom described. And that is shoutitoutloudcast.com. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. And all the goodies are there. And finally, what we like to do is we like to end with famous last words. Tom, do you have any? Oh, I do. Show off where this is. She bites. And tell us. When she comes out at night, hey, mister, why don't you tell us about it? Hey, mister, tell us about Mad Dog. In the city, girls are looking pretty, all walking down Fifth Avenue. They look dandy, think I'm kind of randy. I tell her, pleasures overdue Ooh, all right tom thank you kiss army thank you loudcasters thank you guys thank you so much for everything you're the best listeners and fans and supporters in the podcast world love you guys zeus as always my friend thank you peace out girl scout don't pay any attention to those fools lard ass <laughs> <It's Davey. laughs> it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.